I'm honored, thank you, I am honored to be able to be here, to be in the pulpit, and that my husband would trust me, and with all of you, because I know, and you are precious to all of us, and we do love you. Um, Before we start, I want to make a little announcement, because on Sunday, uh, Pastor was talking about the church at Laguna in the Dominican Republic, and I just had on my heart, but I didn't say it then, so I knew I could say it tonight, is just to uh, really let you know that there's more to the story about um, the church, too, that really was a concern to us when we were down there, and why it's so necessary to be there, to be a beachhead in that area, and to stand for uh, Jesus because uh, there's such a threat of prostitution. And these countries that are moving into the Dominican Republic, I think they're on their fifth country now. The last ones are Russians, and they built all these condos, and they're doing so much to come in because tourism is their main uh, source of economy. And the girls, you know, are really living under that because... They don't know how else to change their circumstances or to get out of their situations, which are not good, you know, because the the prosperity is not there and their economic conditions are so poor. And so there there's that threat. And I just felt that it's really important to let you know that it's it is really a cause that spiritually there is something going on, it seems to be prevented so that there's a beachhead there too so that'll be a good place for that church so thank you just like to pray before I start and um, ask the Lord to to have the word in me come out to you and to be a blessing And I thank you, Lord, for all you're doing and for Faith Christian Center. Thank you in the name of Jesus. God's peace. I'm going to read this because it's the way the Lord gave it to me, so I'm just going to read the first part of it. God's peace. You can experience it all the time. In the end times, God has called us to peace. Isn't it wonderful that we can live outside of our experiences and our circumstances in this natural world? Another realm is open to us, and we have the opportunity to go higher and deeper in God and the things of God. We can know him through his word. You see, circumstances don't tell you where you are with God. They do not. Don't be moved by your circumstances, but be moved by God's word. Take the medicine of God's word. It can heal your mind, your body, your emotions, and there are no harmful side effects to God's medicine. Just his perfect peace flooding over your hearts. And that's a wonderful state to be in. But we can have it. We can all have that peace, and that's what we should be striving for in the last times. And because this is a Bible study, and I'm really saying, don't we just love the Word, and we want to learn more about the Word, and I'm so thankful that I had this occasion, because it got me to study the Word more, and to really want to look at it more closely, 
and it was a great opportunity. So I'm going to give you quite a few scriptures to begin with. So if you could turn to them in your Bible or your digital instrument. Don't forsake the Bible. It's good to look it up. And, you, you know, we need that practice, and he needs us to do it. The first scripture is Psalm 119, 165. Those who love thy law have great peace, and nothing causes them to stumble. And you might want to write these down because it'll be good to go back to them or to study them for your own use. Uh, the next one is John fourteen twenty three. John fourteen twenty three. going to give you <laughs> some page turning here. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. That's about keeping his word and loving him. The next one would be to turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Am I giving you enough time? First John 4, 4. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. We can be overcomers. Isaiah 26.3, you have to go back to the Old Testament. Isaiah 26, verse 3. The steadfast of mind thou will keep in perfect peace, because he trusts in thee. And actually the next verse is good too. Trust in the Lord forever. Forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Amen to that. Thank you, Lord, that you never change. And I'm, I think I'll just read the, the rest of them. You won't have to turn to them, but write them down. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. That's a profound statement. We can trust his word because he only tells the truth. God only tells the truth. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. 
My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And the last one is Joshua 1.8. We've certainly heard this one before. And it used to be a mystery. I used to think about how, how can you do that? <laughs> but, you know, he wants to show us how to do it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Praise the Lord for his word. The, the word is so powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And you know, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And Pastor John taught us, I think it's actually been a couple years, maybe two years ago, about the armor of God. And so I'm not going to go over that. But the armor of God is on CD uh, that he had taught about the armor and how important it is to put it on every day. And that we, need, we really need it in the day we're living in. We really need to put on our armor every day and not to be without it. Uh, when, I know when we were at Rhema, one of our professors showed us about how different uh, things in the word overcome certain aspects of our life. And I always thought this was good and important to remember, and it'll give you a little inspiration, too, that the word overcomes the devil, the Holy Spirit overcomes our flesh and works with us, and faith overcomes the world. And that's uh, very important, too. And it all starts with the Word, and the Word is our legacy and our inheritance from God. And how else will we know about our Father God without the Word and without looking into it to find out the promises and the things that he's left for us or how he wants us to know him and to be more like him? And as much as we need Jesus to be saved, we also need the word to receive our salvation and our redemption. Uh, Four years after we were saved uh, in the late uh, 70s, we went to Rhema Bible Training Center, and God, we felt, called us to Rhema Bible Training Center. And it was a real change in our life, and... uh, There, I just want you to know that I was healed. I have a testimony of being healed of a lot of, you know, several chronic diseases. When we went there, I was healed of. And um, so that, you know, it didn't take long. And I was, we were so, well, we weren't always happy to be there at first. Because we had to change our whole life. (laughs) And had to pack up our house and move out west to a place we'd never been. But it was the best thing that we've ever done. And it was the, really the experience of knowing God and, and having him uh, be more real to us and learn more about his word. So it was very, 
very fortunate for us. And at that time, um, I was pregnant, and it turned out I was pregnant with twins. And so at that time also, I was healed postpartum of several things, too. And so God really showed himself strong to me. And it was really a walk of, of faith in a lot of ways. <laughs> and to have twins and things that we weren't really expecting to be doing. And, uh, and it was one of the best parts of our life, really. It was the best thing. And um, so I had two full-term babies, boys, uh, Matthew and Mark, and they were full-term. And... Um, and it was, you know, it turned out so well. And I knew the angels were with me. You women will enjoy this. I was so pregnant. And uh, <laughs> so that, and I was going to school. And at first the doctor said, our pediatrician, I mean our obstetrician said, you need to probably go in the hospital when you're four months along or so or five months. And we said, oh, wait a minute, you know. And so we went to God, and we believed and were believing him as Jehovah Rapha, and that we could go to him about our health issues. And he said, you know, he was not telling us to do that. So we just kept trusting God, and we just went along. And I went to school every day. And then sometimes I would, as it got later, I would come home and rest in the afternoon. But that was amazing, too that we didn't have to do what the doctor said. <laughs> and uh, God knew best, and he was taking care of us all the time, and he was providing our needs and doing what we needed to have done. And I really knew, honestly, that the angels or somebody was helping me carry those babies because I would go to school in the morning, and I was quite pregnant, and so I knew that the angels were helping me carry them, because I, otherwise I just don't know how I could have really done it, because I'm not, you know, a, a huge woman, and so, <laughs> but it was, you know, that's my story, so I have testimonies of, of healings, and, and I know the word works, and that you can t depend on him, and you can trust him. Because he'll do whatever he brings you to, he's going to bring you through. And if we just can trust him, then he'll make it all work out on our behalf. Because he said he would work all things for our good if we trust him. And the word shows us, too, another thing would be who we are in him. And when we were at school, I... Um, had the book in him, which you can all probably remember, uh, of Kenneth Hagin, and it's all verses about who you are in Christ. And I believe that word because I knew God was working in my life, and even, you know, if I didn't, I probably would have believed it anyway because of other reasons, because we call, we're called by faith to believe God and trust his word. But when I got a hold of that book, it just became like part of my Bible, and I was always taking it with me and carrying it. And it's so powerful, and I would recommend it to anyone because, and everyone, because that word shows us who we are in Him, that we are an overcomer, that we can be more than a conqueror, 
that we can live this life by faith and trusting God and really make a difference for him in the earth because he really needs us now. He really needs us to survive because so much in the world is going the other direction from the things of God. And he really, you know, he let me know that he needs us to survive and to reflect his love and who he is and to get things accomplished for him and to know him enough so we can be doing his will and hearing his voice and and doing his will. Uh, and the other thing is that I found out that I could be a supernatural person. I didn't have to just be in the moment or existing or in the circumstances that I could be doing more and believing more and increase in the knowledge of God so that I could do more. And the word says, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits for God. And another argument, of course, I guess you could say these are arguments for the word because I'm hoping that you're just going to get inspired by this and, and make some kind of word study yourself or take the book in him, or think of something that you have questions about and that you'll talk to God about. Because in the word, you'll just be able to do so much more to find out what you need to know and how you're the blessing of God for you and your life. And in the last day, it says, Don't forsake the assembling together the brethren, as you see the time drawing near. And we need to not be ignorant of the enemy's devices because he's very busy working things to deceive people so that he can separate them from the word, separate them from the church body, separate them from their faith so that everything does look negative or everything does look hopeless or we don't know how we're going to get through you know, certain things. And it's, that's why I'm saying that, you know, if you work at it, but it's work, you, you can have peace through his word, through prayer, through many different avenues, or you know yourself what's going to bring you peace in this way or where you are with God and how he wants to work with you. So don't be afraid to meet God where you are because he loves you right where you are. And it's not like, and I'm sharing experiences, but that's to inspire you. But that doesn't mean you have to go to Reba Bible Training Center. You know, it just means that we all have to pursue and seek after the Lord and his word and, and grow up in our faith so we can be help, you know, faithful, useful, valuable to God. And so we can make a difference in the world because if we don't make a difference you know there's there's not a lot of hope for most of the people in the world very many of them and the troubled times that they're going through and everything else they need a ray of hope and we may be their only hope and we may be the only person that smiled to them that day or in the restaurant they were sitting alone 
and you smiled at them or you said something to them, you don't know the power that we have as a believer when we really just recognize it and stop working on ourselves so much to and be involved in our circumstances and our things, which God's going to take care of, or he's going to see us through. But it's so hard to believe when you're on the other side of it. I understand, because I'm, I'm talking about myself, too. And, but when you put forth an effort to really do that, he's going to meet you, because that's the Holy Spirit's job, is to help us. And to be a helper and a support and a strengthener to get us through. And so I just want to encourage you to do your own looking in the word and find out more. And don't don't give up your reading the Bible because it keeps you grounded so that you do know the truth. And pastor's talking about walking in the truth. And we need to be aware, just as I'm saying, of the enemy's devices. And that you really need the rhema word of God, which is the spoken word. And that's why we come to church. And that's why we need one another. And that's why God wants to bless us in this place, too. Because he uses us together to be his body so he can uh, meet our needs or to be of one accord. And another thing would be to... And then the other thing is faith comes by hearing. So if you don't hear the word, you don't read the word, you know, how is faith going to come? Because the word does say it only comes by hearing the word. So we need to avail ourselves of every opportunity that we do have to gather together and and not um, forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Another thing would be to meditate the word. That's another value of the word. Another good thing about the word is to get peace and that we can be more peaceful is to meditate the word. Even uh, Psalm 23, um, which everybody probably knows, just saying that to yourself or reflecting on that you know, gives you a good foundation of peace. Because I can remember doing that several years ago, going through some anxious times or something, and I would just speak that word of the Lord is my shepherd, and it just brought everything into peace and, you know, calmed me down and and did it did the work of the word to be on our behalf like medicine because it can heal your mind, it can heal your emotions, it keeps you... In peace, it's the one way of keeping balance so we're not just going off or feeling emotional all the time, getting control of ourself and our words. And there are three processes. Dennis Burke has a book, I think it's called Meditate the Word. It's in the bookstore. And if anybody wants to read it, it's a great thing. It's been around for a long time, and it still stands out as probably the only one I've seen that's really good about meditating the word and there's three parts to meditating the word would be first meditation and people know what meditation is because especially women because worry is meditation on the negative and that's not hard to do and so 
But meditation is purposely making the word work for you. It's like a tool so that it brings you that peace of mind and brings your emotions down. And as I said, the 23rd Psalm is a great thing to work on because most people remember it and it's, it's just valuable. And the next thing would be to mutter the word. And that's to speak the word, to talk to yourself, to, um, and we can, you know, we might seem funny going around muttering to ourselves, but honestly, <laughs> I heard Joyce Meyer say the other day, she said, I find out I talk more to myself than I talk to other people because I'm having to talk to myself to tell myself what to do or where not to go or what not to do and she is a big proponent of that too and so I, that made me feel kind of good and I said yeah but I'd rather talk to other people but you know it really does work when you talk to yourself and we need to do that more I'm guilty because we need to talk to ourselves more we need to tell ourselves what we want ourselves to do and keep ourselves in line as much as we can, we need to be controlling ourselves. You know, this doesn't bring blessing to other people who don't know God when we don't exhibit any God-like character in some ways either if we're just like the world. But the price is it's our peace, and that's more important than anything. Peace is, you know, could be a rare commodity, but it's worth everything to have peace. And the third thing would be to muse, which means to ponder, study closely, which could be in the Word, be studying the Word, or get a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, or wherever, however you study, or however you could study, and endeavor to look at the Word in different ways. And the more, and I. I have to say, since I've been doing that, too, it really does make a difference. It feels like I went to a higher level of seeing who Christ is and God and different things just by meditating certain words or writing them out and making it personal to me. It makes it very real to you who you are in Christ and the power that we have. It really does. And... So that would be um, one thing to do, meditate the word, which is going to bring the peace to our mind. And then I'm wondering, and meditate, and then along with this is prayer. And prayer, I always seem to come back to that because without anything... And that's what pastor's doing on Wednesday nights. And Tuesday, we're studying getting more into prayer. We're studying it closely, getting more into prayer, finding out why prayers aren't being answered, and trying to prevail in prayer so we get our prayers answered. Because don't you feel good when your prayers are answered or when you've really believed God for something and you see it happen? That brings a joy and a gladness to your heart and we've got to remember to be thankful that we can have the word and to um, we really do because we take it for we can take it for granted so much 
but the word is so important and so prayer can come and prayer is working out of, of Wednesday night and Tuesday and and the praying is so important and again it's only just talking to God it doesn't have to be formal it doesn't have to be these and thous and you have a certain way you think you have to talk to God because many of you probably think that you have to talk a certain way or or you just don't even try because it's too hard because it seems like it's an overwhelming thing sometimes but God just loves us where we are and so he's I think he's just happy to talk to us no matter what <laughs> I think he just thinks that's so wonderful that he doesn't care what we're saying so much I mean he does but and he would let us know if we're just complaining or something like that all the time but he wants to hear from people, and I, I think that's maybe why he doesn't tell us so much when we pray or when he gives us a direction to do something. He doesn't give you all the details. You know, you just get an impression or you get a word or you get something, but I think he just wants to know that we'll talk to him and ask him questions. It's what Tony Cook was saying when he was here. That was so good about so many of us who, and myself included, would like to sit on the sidelines and not be very bold or do some things. And but what he was saying is, you know, we've put things on the shelf. We've dared to dream. We've dared to not do some things because we get overwhelmed or we just give it up and don't go back to it for a while. But, you know, we should be encouraged because his point was to ask for God to give you a direction and then to um, communicate with him and ask him questions. And then the provision will come and then we'll get the provision and... um, and know what to do. So it's very, very important. I thought that was a great, great nugget of all that for that he was saying. So I don't see Pastor John. <laughs> he took off and left me. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just not going to stand here and because <laughs> he said he would close the service but you'll probably be happy if we let you go a little early um, I'm going to just say if there's anyone who doesn't know the Lord that uh, this is a t- oh he's coming <laughs> somebody came after you right <laughs> Um, I want to know if I, I think I'm going to close now. If you want to do the, if you want to do the altar call and everything, <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> oh, he wants a standing ovation. <laughs>
you left early. Me, you left me time to preach. <laughs> I had a computer malfunction in there. So, praise the Lord. That's the best message I've ever heard. <laughs> I trust it was a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. On a serious note, it's good to be able to come into church and laugh. It's good to have God speak to us. But he's impressing me more and more, especially in the times we're in right now, that the really only important issues in life is where we stand with him. The only really important issue in life is where we're going to spend eternity. We spend, as I said in the beginning, so much of our time, so much of our effort, so much of our thinking, so much of our focus on things that 300 years from now won't matter. A thousand years from now won't matter. The only thing that will matter 300 years from now and a thousand years from now is where we're spending eternity and how we're spending it. And the wonderful news that the Bible gives us is we don't have to guess about it. We don't have to wonder. Most people, if you stop and ask them, are you going to go to heaven, they'll give you an opinion. Well, I think so, or I doubt that I am. And God's not our God that guesses. And with something as critical as where we're going to spend eternity, God would not leave that to chance and not leave that to a guess. And so my question is for that we need to ask ourselves and be conscious of our family and those that are around us is with something that is so critical, so vital, why would we guess at it when we can be sure? Now, there are religions out there that will tell you their view that in order to get to heaven, you've got to keep coming back in different cycles in different levels in order to learn to live better, in order to learn to live more disciplined, in order to learn to live more whatever it is. That's their view. There are some that have a view that if you follow their doctrines and their teachings and you do it right, that that will get you into whatever they mean by heaven. Maybe it's my legal background.